Hello and welcome to the Fishing Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Brad Wigman. Man, I tell you what, I keep having great guests. And you know I love electronics. Uh, and so this this guest kind of special because we're going to talk about electronics. We're going to get down, dirty, find all about it. Joey Cook from over in Oklahoma is uh, down here, actually down here in Mississippi. That's where I run into him. And so we're going to find out some more uh, about what you do. Uh, tell them who you are and, and what do you do? Okay, so my name is Joey Cook. A lot of people call me the doc. I'm known as the transducer doctor. Uh Uh, It kind of got big when people started cutting LifeScope transducers. I've been repairing these transducers for 25 years. It's not like transducers just started being put on trolling motors. Right. So being that LifeScope transducers are $1,000 or $1,200, they opt to repair them versus buy new ones. Right. So uh, you work out of a shop or were you... Where are you working on? So it? right now, uh, my garage. Your garage? I mean, I stay so busy, I don't even have time to go anywhere. Well, let's talk about someone's got a broken, uh, a broken live scope, and how do, how does that happen? They call you up, and how does yep. that work? So, I mean, it's kind of crazy. So some people that don't know who I am, right. they will. Generally, what's happening is they're cutting the transducer cable and their trolling motor. That's ninety okay. percent of the problem, right. and then they'll they may ask a friend, ask around dealers if they make a post on Facebook on who is out there to repair them. You're going to see my name come up about a hundred times. Okay, so what's the process? Do they mail it to you yep. or what? Yep. So the way I operate is they will ship it to me, and uh-huh. with my price for repair, I pay the return shipping. I once I get it tested and repaired then i let them know that it's tested and repaired that's when i collect payment i never collect payment up front it's always after it's tested and repaired once i'm done uh and they pay i print a shipping label put it in a box and send it back what's the normal time frame of getting one repaired so from the time that i get it to the time of that it that it returns is generally three days Right oh, wow. now, I'm about a week. I'm about a week out right now. Well, it's spring, so that's... It, it'll get worse. It'll yeah. be... In March, you'll be waiting probably two weeks. Right. Yep. Okay, so that's the process. Uh, do you do uh, Lawrence, Hummingbird, and Garmin, or... I do. Which, all three I do. I do all three. Ray uh-huh. Marine also. Uh, oh, yeah. Or, or Simmer. I mean, I should say, uh, I just my brain just went dead. Well, Simrad's uh, part of yeah, uh, but I I mean I do them all right. Um, whatever you got, um, and a lot of people will call me and ask me questions about you know if they're having issues with transducers, certain right. things. You know what can they do to fix it? And sometimes it's settings, sometimes it's the transducer got bumped or something like that. So I help people out in those areas as well. Right, I and see. of course that's free of charge. Uh-huh. Well, that's that's always good. Yeah, advice yeah. is good. So, do you have a YouTube channel? I do not. I'm okay. pretty much Facebook, some Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm on, Transducer Doctors on uh, TikTok as well. Okay. You have a website? Uh, I do. So, I own a domain. It's transducer.com. Uh-huh. It's still in the process of being built. I have okay. been so busy, I have not wanted to finish it. I got you. Well, that's a good problem, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, everybody says, what's your website? And I'm just not ready. Uh, I stay so busy. I'm not ready to go that route yet. 
So a lot of people that work uh, with electronics, like selling the product and stuff, they don't know much about fishing, but we happen to know you do know about fishing. So I know a lot. There you go. Tell us, <laughs> tell us, uh, what's your setup look like? What is it? Do you? So last year on my tournament boat, so I fish national trail tournaments, fish uh-huh. crappie masters and ACT. Uh, we have NCL this year. Uh, I may be going to an NCL tournament in a week and a half. Right. Um, so we've got that also. I opted not to fish the elites this year right. because of other things going on, daughter in college, stuff like that. So uh, my time is limited. So I fish quite a bit. I uh, used to fish on average 250 days a year. I'm right. fishing about 100 days a year right now. Because of work? Uh, so Double-edged spent, sword. If well, so here's what's crazy. So I was fishing a lot until last summer. Uh-huh. I mean, I was literally fishing six, seven days a week. Now I've made, you know, repairing transducers a priority because I spend more time keeping other people on the water versus putting myself on the water. Right. So that's kind of what I'm known for. You know, if I'm, if I, you know, if I'm on, if I'm on the water, I'm not doing a repair. Now I may be testing. I may have like three or four, you know, transducers right. that I've repaired that I'm testing, you know, playing with them. Um, but other than that, uh, I don't get to fun fish that much anymore. I'm generally either tournament fishing or repairing. Let's talk about your boat. What does it look like on front? What do you have for your electronics? Everyone wants to know yeah. what you have for your electronics. So you don't secretly have a little no, ranch. No, I, no, I tell, I, I'll tell, I'll tell anybody anything what I do. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, I have a lot of pros that call me, ask uh-huh. me questions. I've been around a Garmin Electronics. I worked for two. I worked through two Garmin dealers. Right. So I deal with this stuff a lot. Um, I currently run. Uh, 126 ultra 126 is what I currently run Uh last year, uh, tournament fishing. I ran an 86, 16 XSV. Okay. So I did. So I went from a 12 inch screen to a 16 inch screen back to a 12. And that's because my tournament boat's supposed to be for sale. Uh, if I don't sell it, I'll go back to an 86, 16 LV 32. I run a 34. Uh So, and I can, you know, a lot of people ask what's the difference between a 32 and a 34. And I'll, I'll just make it real basic and simple. A 32 is going to give you a brighter return up close. A right. 34 is going to give you a better return at a distance. So I've had to learn, you know, in these tournament, you know, in these tournaments, we're fishing a lot of shallow water and up close. Right. So I have to work twice as hard to see that fish versus someone with a 32. I got you. I should just have a 32 on my boat, but I'm, I'm just working through it. I thought you were going to say the difference was four hundred dollars. Well, there's that too. <laughs> Sixteen. I mean, compared you know, 12, well, you can't I buy think. thirty. You can't buy a thirty-two anymore. So Garmin, Garmin quit making the LVS thirty-two. Wow. I've I've heard kind of rumors that they're going to have a few more, but it's going to be limited, and I think they're keeping them for warranty purposes. I got. Yeah, you. I don't think they're going to. I don't think they're going to distribute anymore. Um, they've got one more batch coming. I'm not supposed to know that, but they're going to be held for warranty. And there's a few dealers out there that still have some 32s. Right, still just still just hanging around there. Oh yeah, I mean they'll sell they'll they'll sell them if they if there's any out there they'll they'll be sold. End of March, you probably won't be able to find a brand new 32 for sale anymore. Right, right. So do you know anything about the new Lawrence units uh, that are coming the out? Act, the pros act, with uh, with the uh, uh, Active Target two. Active Target too, but also the basically the the two gives it the screening on it is more smooth. That's a little more better definition. It's on. it's supposed to have less lag. 
the picture is going to be a little bit brighter, supposedly. So I bass fish also. Right. So we crappie tournament fish out of my boat, and right. my tournament partner bass fishes. So I co-angle bass tournaments with him. And I had all Lorentz on my boat at one time. Uh-huh. And now all my stuff is on his boat. So we bass fish out of his boat with Lorentz Electronics, and we crappie fish out of my boat with Garmin. Yeah, they got three brand new views that are coming out. The 180 view, which is uh, forward and down together without, mm-hmm. with, and they stitched it together. And then they have uh, the Scout, uh, which is, uh, I believe, it's um, 240-degree Scout. Yeah, oh, okay. two, there's two transducers. Right. They're now going to use two transducers. Double the price, double the work yeah, for you yeah. when they screw it up. So you should, But that's okay. That's You're okay like, because yeah, I re- I repair <laughs> I repair a lot of active target transducers. I right. did two last week, as a matter of fact. There you go. So uh, tell us tell us about crappie fishing, and um, are you one poling mostly then? I one pole. Uh, so I'm a you know I'm a little different than a lot of guys, but yeah. I I now only run a 16 foot tsunami by H and H rods and reels. That's the that's the rod that I use. Uh-huh. Uh, you won't see another rod on my deck now. If you open the rod box, I've got anywhere from six footers all the way to 18 foot. But right. my main rod is the 16 foot tsunami. That's what I tournament fish with. So tell us uh, your tournament rig setup. How does it look? So I normally run a three eighths ounce. Uh, weight up above an eighth ounce jig is the uh-huh. standard. Uh, sometimes I'll use a 16th, sometimes a 32nd, sometimes a 64th. It just depends how lethargic the fish are. How are you keeping the weight in place? Uh, bobber stops. Okay, bobber stops. I mean, that if I'm tournament fishing, I'll use bobber stops. If I'm fun fishing, I just I actually loop my line through it and tie it in a knot. Okay. I mean, it's just Nothing it's just easier because you go through a lot of bobber stops. If right. you if you break off or you're retying or something crazy, I mean, you know, how many bobber stops do you want to buy and put on? And that takes time, so it's right. a lot faster for me to tie a jig on because when you're using bobber stops, you're putting the weight on first. Uh-huh. So now you have a weight on your line, and now you're trying to tie a jig. So for me, I'd rather tie my jig on and then put my weight on second. I gotcha. It's just faster. Yep. All right. So uh, what are you using for line? So I use something that nobody in the crappie industry uses that I know of. I use a brand called Nomad. Nomad. They are a very large saltwater company. Uh-huh. And so I was at a Bass Pro in Alabama or Georgia. That's how I discovered the line. Right. Uh, I bought some and absolutely loved it, and I've never gone to any. I've never used anything else since. So is it braid or my? I use braid. I use twenty pound braid. Okay. So the purpose, the purpose. So we'll talk about lines because a lot of people want to know. Okay. So I used to run ten pound. Ten pound Power Pro was my number one line. Uh The problem is, is you get, you know, wraps around the tip. Uh-huh. So, I mean, when we have a weight, we try to let that weight keep the tension on the line. But if you're fishing on a windy day or something like that, so the heavier the braid, the less line twist you're going to have around the tip. So I know guys that are using 40-pound braid now. Wow. And you get no twist around the tip. But right. with 20-pound, it's pretty rare for me to get that. But with 10, it's going to be pretty bad. I mean, uh-huh. it's going to wrap around the tip. And when you're tournament fishing, you don't have time to deal with that. So if you're using braid, the higher uh, 
pound braid that you use, the less twist you're going to have. And so are you tying directly to your jig then, or yes. do you have a leader? Yes. Tying directly so, to your jig. So here's why I tie braid directly to a jig, which, you okay. know, I'm from Oklahoma, so we, right. you know, we're dealing with a lot of muddy water. But, I mean, I fish a lot of clear water too. If you're fishing clear water and you're using braid, you need to use pink. Pink pretty much disappears in clear water. Uh-huh. So um, the braid that I use is multicolor, but there are times that I may go buy some pink braid. If I'm in clear water, it's rare, but it happens. Um, and, I, and I'm now I got sidetracked, oh. uh, but I tie direct. So prime example, I fished a tournament last weekend. I had ten foot of twelve pound fluorocarbon on, and it broke on a fish. Right, and you do not break if you're using braid. Right, and I would rather take the chance of using braid and a skittish fish not eating than actually getting a fish on and losing it. So I'm 100% braid. All right. Sounds good. Not, I mean, unless I'm in a clear water lake, if you're in a super clear water lake and you have to, I mean, there, I mean, there's guys out there that use two pound liters, right? But they're still using braid, right? Maybe the sunline, two pound sunline. So sunline or cigar. I mean, either, I mean, I know, I know tournament anglers that use both. Uh, Sunline and Seaguar's personal preference. I, I actually have Sunline in my boat. Uh-huh. Um, there's a spool in it right now. There you go. So that takes us to Tackle Time. Tackle Time sponsored by Pico Lures. Pico Lures has a complete line of hard and soft baits. Amazing stuff you can catch on them. We're down here in Mississippi, and we're actually catching some crappie on uh, on crankbaits. And uh, so that's good. And uh, But we could probably be one pulling if we could, but... It's awful fun today reeling them in on crankbaits. So we're going to keep doing that as long as we can. Uh, anything that you're fishing for, Game Fish, make sure you check them out, uh, picolures.com. Hey, if they wanted to find out more about you, Joey, and what you do and kind of get in contact, get their t- transducer fixed, where would they go? So the easiest is to find me on Facebook. Uh, you can look up Transducer Doctor on Facebook. It has my phone number on there. Uh, if you call me and I don't answer, you can definitely leave me a text message. I will get back with you as soon as possible. You can message me on Facebook or you can call me at 918-946-0362. There you go. There you have it. Like I always like to say, make sure you keep your hook sharp and your lures in the water. <laughs>